Deep Dark we're about to read the news. Okay, we'll just wing it and see what happens. Cool. Hello and welcome to Only Fools and Brotherly Forces. A little Christmas special for you. Obviously, myself, Jamie, and brother... Bobby, hello. Bobby, yeah. welcome. <laughs> uh, we haven't made a massive plan on what we're doing. Uh, we are recording this for video as well, so you can download the podcast or you can uh, have a little look at the video, which we will upload a link for. Um, but we've got a couple of little plans to uh, to keep everyone entertained that should be a good source of laughter. What are we doing, Bob? We are going to make our best attempt at a Caribbean stallion. As right. made famous from uh, Series 1, Episode 2, Go West, Young Man. Uh, I think I said at the time that I thought I had everything uh, bar Campari. Where actually I was wrong, I had everything bar Creme de Month. But uh, we've, got, we've got some workarounds, we've looked up a recipe, and uh, we're going to do our best best go at it. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a bastardisation. Probably going to be horrible, but uh, it's fun anyway. I think the real thing wouldn't be that tasty, so I don't think our slight tweak is going to make too much of a difference. Okay, so start us off by what we do. We are starting off with... One shot of tequila. So we have a tequila. One tequila. One coconut rum. So we have one coconut rum. I mean, Dale's had some pretty uh, mental drinks during his time, but this is... Uh, Generally, I, I looked in a few um, a few things before, and it, this was generally considered to be the most crazy one. Well, it's got the most in it. Usually, the the thing is, it's only two ingredients that just sound horrific, like something in cherry aid or something, you know, and things that sound like they'll curdle. But this is this was the most complex, and therefore the one I most wanted to try. So our one big thing we have to change is we were unable to get hold of any creme de month. However. Uh, Jamie has just brought over with him uh, from Duty Free a new bottle of gin, um, a special edition that has mint in it. So uh, that will have to do. So it's our slightly minty gin going in as our one shot of creme de menthe substitute. I mean, it's already looking pretty lethal. There's a lot of ice in there. But... There's a lot of liquor, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so now we're getting <coughs> to our slightly uh, interesting measurements a smidgen of Campari. Not an official measurement. Not an official measurement. I, I'm going to go for just a <coughs> half, uh, and there's a reason behind that. So we'll go for a good half of Campari. I mean, at the moment, this is slightly less good pod than it is video, because we're just talking about the drink. But we'll, we'll get more descriptive. So currently it is a bit of a pinkish colour. It's it's basically pure spirits at the moment. Oh, it, yeah, very much so. And then the merest suggestion of Angostura's bitters. So there we go. Oh, the merest suggestion. And then we're going to top it up with uh, juice. He says a fresh grapefruit juice. Uh, I've got a nice clementine juice, uh, which is a little bit sweeter, which is why I've used a bit of extra Campari. That was the thing in me on that. Uh, so top it up. I mean, I'm not going to go mad. I'm just going to go like... Well, said top it up. About, about there? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. So now we're going to shake this over ice. Do not stir. Does that ever make a difference? Uh, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why don't you shake that much? Any decent barman will tell you that the whole idea of shaking, not stirring, for a martini is very wrong. Because but by what? shaking it, you um, you break up the ice more, which means it waters down the drink more. Or when you stir, it just a sl- it cools the drink down with a less 
uh, less water dissolving. But once you shake it, are you stirring it then doing anything? Not if you were to stir afterwards, no, no. Oh, right. No, no, no you'd never do I mean, both, both would be insanity. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm now going to shake. Okay. Great pot. Consider <laughs> <laughs> the sound shaking. levels that's coming out of the <laughs> I can put a new jingle coming out of this thing. <laughs> Right, so now we're going to serve it in my most ostentatious glass, which is uh, a red champagne glass. Um, where's my strainer? There it is. So we've got some red champagne glasses here. Try not to spill any on the camera or the mic. Did I fail? Uh, no, it's not. Right. Just on the Good. cable. Good. It's fine. Cables are fine, right? Messy business. So what we have now is a for the pod's benefit, we have a pretty orangey looking drink. I mean, it doesn't look unpleasant. No, it doesn't look unpleasant. There's nothing, I mean, the, the thing with this, it's never going to... And this is probably, well, unfortunately, the, the creme de menthe is probably the thing that's going to make it most horrible. Yeah, definitely. So this might almost be quite pleasant. <laughs> maybe we'll, oh, you've literally dropped that on the mic. Oh, good. Um, maybe we'll do a revised uh, version sometime, but we need to... Uh, I've got both straws, I need one straw. We need to decorate with some seasonal fruits. Limes are seasonal in Norway at the moment. We're in Norway, mm. uh, just to let you know. Let me put a couple of grapes on there. Got grapes, a <laughs> slice of lime, slice of orange, which we've got, and your occasional seasonal fruits. That, that's that's the grapes, because winter in Norway is famous for its grapes. And uh, really? no, obviously. Not. Oh, I just. <laughs> it's pretty nice. There's a little Christmas tree. I'm stick this. Yeah, do it. Set, set the scene, Christmas and scene. then. Uh, I don't even know if it's in shot. Slice, slice of orange. You got a slice of orange there, and uh, we have our nice paper straws. Oh my environmental. god! Environmental. The coconut. Is there a lot of coconut? I think it's going to ruin it, man. I hate, I hate Malibu. <laughs> Everything else in there is great. The the Campari, tequila, gin, winning. The first thing I ever. You didn't even put your orange on there after you cut it. No, I put it in there. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you put it on. Yes, yeah, so you'll look Decorative. much better. Decorative. 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 The first thing I ever got really, really drunk on was Malibu. That was a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, on the nose, <laughs> lots of seasonal fruit and coconut. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically just getting the lime All right. with hint of. Alright, cheers. Okay, cheers. Okay, we're in Stanley. Yeah, well. That is not a terrible drink. It's, I mean, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a fruit punch at a teenage party. But yeah, that's had too much alcohol put in it. Yeah, well, it's, it's someone who's gone through their parents' cocktail cabinet, but with the knowledge to not take anything to ruin it. Because that's always a mistake you make. Like I remember, I made a, a, co- a like a death mix. We used to call them in a plastic water bottle. You know, you go and take a little bit of everything from your parents' cocktail cabinet. And I once did that, and I ended it by topping it up with Bailey's. Which oh. obviously curdled and was horrific, but by that point there was too much in it to not drink it, so we drank it anyway, uh, and it was terrible. But there's nothing in this to really send it wrong. I mean, apart from Malibu, which I'm just—it's more a personal preference. Oh, if only the Crown de Month would that would really destroy it. I think the Crown de Month would 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 take it from palatable to horrendous. How much Crown de Month should it be? It, it, that's the thing; it's a lot as well. It's a shot. It's like equal amounts Crown de Month to tequila and and things. So that would be the Maybe thing. Maybe it's genius, though. It's not. It's terrible. It's a terrible idea. Co- mint. Coconut and mint. Does that work? It'd be sweet and minty. Uh, nah. I mean, but, it's pretty sweet anyway, just because we've got the the, the juice is a little bit sweeter, and the Malibu is so sweet. The Campari's there, though. Yeah, there is a touch of it. 
I think it could be alright. It just tastes like alcohol, Campari and coconut. I need. I, I want a lot more Campari and a lot less Malibu. More Campari? Just loads less Malibu. I don't really like Campari. Anyway, that was that. We're going to do one more as well, aren't we? Mm. You've forgotten the, the other thing. Yeah, we're going to do one other, just because it's something that's also sound horrendous that we have the ingredients for. Did you bring it? Uh, I didn't. I'll go grab it. Uh, Campari and... Well, he says Diet Coke. I've got full fat Coke. Campari and Coke. I reckon it's going to be great. I reckon it's going to be awful. Cake. I don't. All right, we'll yeah. see you back in two minutes. <laughs> Uh, so welcome back. There was no time at all for, for you, but it was a few minutes for us because uh, I made a massive dick move and uh, the camera was set to super slow-mo, which is 120 frames a second. So you might have noticed that there was quite a lot of frames in the last one. It might have looked a bit smooth, uh, but we'll recover. It's fine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. So on to the next one then. The next one, Campari and Coke. Uh, this is nice warm Coke as well. It's not even from the fridge, I'm afraid. I don't oh, really? Yeah, it's in what I got. Okay. Let's just do a smidge of Campari in there. I'll put them in over your season. It's a bit of a bodge job, really. I mean, oh, have you nice. heard these cocktails? They're all a bit of a bodge job. I don't think anything about Campari is going to make Coke better or vice versa. I think it'd be good. I think it's, I'm thinking cherry Coke. Campari is orange, though. So. Yeah, I'm thinking orange Coke. <laughs> that's it. Mm. Always add more Campari yeah, if you're When does he order this? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't actually. I didn't. Uh, didn't saw that. I just list, looked at lists of cocktails he made and thought about what I have in the fridge. And I do not have Cherry Aid or Lucas Aid, so I yeah. thought that was one of my the other favourites on a, a, a site that I was looking at was um, Bailey's and Cherry Aid. Yeah, Bailey's and just anything is in the same thing. And Lucas Aid, what's the other one, Lucas Aid? Cheers. Tim Maria and Lucas Aid. Tim Maria and Lucas Aid. Cheers. Cheers. That's all right, Ben. Fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. A bit more cap. Like, you don't really taste that much Campari. A bit more Campari. A bit more Campari. <laughs> you obviously are a bit um, uh, numbed for Campari taste, but taste of it. Reminds me of going to Italy and drinking a shitload of Campari. Yes, I, yeah, I have a lot of like, bitter stuff these days. Like, so I've got bitter beers and And I uh, started drinking a bit more Campari, so. Oh, quite nice. I mean, okay, that's a bit weird. Mm. A bit too much Campari. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so, um, pod-wise, that might have not been the most amazing thing for you to listen to um, but watch the video and it will make much more sense anyway <laughs> uh, so what was the other thing we are going to do oh so we're in Norway um, uh, just a really brief background on what what brought us here it actually started three and a half years ago yeah about that just a long time ago this idea so, uh, it's about as old as Bobby's got a kid so I think um, in the yeah, first I was few not episodes, a father when this started yeah, right? yeah. and my son is soon three <laughs> so when we first started uh, I think on the first few episodes you actually say one of us didn't have a kid this week yeah so you were you were You'd not just far been born it. yeah <laughs> so we were planning it just before that um, and since then you've always been in Norway and yeah. I've we've recorded in New Zealand Egypt America what yeah. I've recorded in these places UK 
the last last uh, the last episode we released, which isn't the same as one in in real time, but was the la- the last one we actually recorded a couple of days ago. It was the first time we were on the same continent, which is mental. Yeah. You because you've recorded from four different continents. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had we had big breaks because I travelled um, around with some of my job, and sometimes Wi-Fi just isn't easy to come by, or I'm in really noisy places, and it's just a nightmare. So we. We kind of went, I think we did like two a year at one point. We had like a six-month break twice. I think we did the first couple really quick, then yeah, then a six-month break, then we did a couple, then like a year or two, and then the last four or five have all been within the last couple of months. Like We're, we're in a rhythm now. We decided we were going to release, and that means we're going we're gonna to go. So we're always making sure we've got a few in the bank, and we're, we're committed to, to releasing every week on time and completing the project. Like that's... Yeah very much the goal but yeah we really needed to kick on the arse to get started because it was very slow yeah my future is still a bit uncertain as to where I'm going to be in a, a few months time but I'm just going to have to hike and get to Wi-Fi and or uh, somewhere quiet to record but anyway a little bit of back history in case you're really interested in uh, in how we got here a bit of consistency now um, but yeah it's, it, it, it's a real achievement I think after so much um discombobulation and, and delay. We got there in the end, that's all that matters. <clears throat> so one of the things we're going to do just uh, for just killing it, uh, make a bit of time, we didn't want to release an episode because we didn't know how many people were going to listen at Christmas and don't want people to miss out or get queued up. I don't your code. Yeah, nice. Um, so this is just going to be a little fun uh, bit of trivia, finding out things we did and didn't know about Only Fools and Horses and hopefully alluding to a couple of things that, that maybe you didn't know. Random Christmas chat, that's the, that, yeah. that's the idea. Alcohol and talking bollocks. Just, just, like, just like most other podcasts, really. Yeah. And just just uh, kill some time for a second while I cool. Oh my God. Oh, that's because you. <laughs> the first thing that came up <laughs> when I looked for Only Fools and Horses was our podcast. I was like, Jesus, that's got popular. <laughs> that's because it's, that's yeah, it's it you. Hasn't. It hasn't. Because <laughs> it's, it's your iPad. <laughs> okay, so one of the things that I was looking up um, earlier was um, just some of the cultural influences um, that it had and other, other countries that it had been uh, apparent in. I think we we talked on the pod that it it had reached some countries, but not really America. Mm. Um, but it had been remade in a few countries. Do you remember any of those remakes? Um, I watched a clip from one that's really famous the other day. Is like Romania or something. There's Serbia, a really, really Serbia and Montenegro, maybe. Maybe there's a clip that does the rounds on on uh, in the internet occasionally, and it's from a losing streak, which is is one of our favourite episodes uh, of the remake, and it is very very weird. The weirdest part of it is the the Boise character has oh, this you really that far into it. creepy. Yeah, well, I watched like the three, like three or four minute clip. It's the final scene, and uh, yeah, the Boise character's got this really creepy laugh that is obviously trying to just be an alternative to the real Boise's creepy laugh, but is actually just terrifying. I think the the thing that all of them have in common uh, is just their really like clichely poor. Uh, acting and just it just looks really terrible. Yeah, they're all very, very, very low budget. Um, well, it, isn't it, there? Is, I think there's an Indian version as well. I think I've seen Indian, maybe. Let's see if there's an Indian one. I didn't see Indian when I was looking through some of the uh, some of the stuff. But what I did find that I'm going to show for you now, um, 
just because it's going to be funny to watch you say it. But this is the um, intro to which is uh, Dutch for something like how does it shift or something. Um, Seems like a reasonable translation. Yeah. Entitled What's It Worth? It's called, which is the Dutch version. Mm. Which is quite interesting. Um, so I'm chugging through this Coke and Campari, oh, yeah, yeah. by the way. It's I'm fine. <laughs> it weirdly works. So uh, if you're listening on the pod, have a look for... Well, just search for Only Fools and Horses Dutch. And uh, if you're watching on the video, I'm going to put it up here so you can have a little look and listen. Um, but the intro is, is pretty insane. It will cause some of your reaction. It's like it was made by like one guy and his iPhone. Ah, that grand character. Grand there's, a dog. there's a dog. There's a dog. There's a dog. That came out of nowhere. Look at the van. He has. Oh, I thought it was going to be a three-wheel van. It's more like a tuk-tuk. It's like something they've made into a three-wheel van. Okay, and then also, which I thought was brilliant. So uh, they've. So I think some of them remade them, and, and it got quite popular. And they went on to uh, do some other spin-off storylines. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it was this one. But uh, one of them, I think it was a Serbian Montenegro one, actually, John Sullivan was uh, assisting in some of it. He's actually involved, yeah. So, see if you can tell me which episode this is. Oh, not get past the intro. Handel and Wandel. Handel and Wandel. <laughs> well, that's, that's the same thing on the front, isn't that Harry Belafonte? Is this big brother? Yeah, <laughs> it's that they've taken the same clip and shown it on the TVs. It's brilliant, and uh, the whole thing is pretty much word for word on uh, this is Big Brother, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I watched all this a minute ago. Yeah. This is trigger. Yeah, I can natuurlijk geen slapende onderweken met 24 van die dingen verstopt in mijn kofferbak. Ik zeg eerlijk, duurt het langst. And then you got the scene with the calculator. 50. Yeah. This is 25 keer 12,5 is 12,5 keer 25. That mark. You know it's so far. I mean, you I know, know exactly, exactly what's going, what's going on. on. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's just really poor. It's a bit. Uh, when they do the word-for-word word remakes, it's always weird, and it's obviously going to be better when they go over their own thing. I mean, the best example of that for me has to be something like The American Office, where the first episode, oh. even the first couple of episodes, especially the first episode, is like a word-for-word word remake of the, of the English Office, and it's awful. And it puts a lot of people off, and I, for years, refused to watch The American Office, because I'd watched a tiny bit, and I was like... I'm not just watching a lot of Americans do The Office, that sounds So shit. they changed it after a while? Yeah, after just a couple of episodes, it becomes, they start to evolve into their own characters, and actually the whole show is outstanding, I'm actually a really a, a big oh, fan. Oh yeah, you did love it now. Yeah, I've watched it through a couple of times, I, it's, it's a really good show, but those first couple of episodes are really cringe, if you're already a fan of the original Office, because it's just redone badly. Well this is a really good link, because... Uh, there, I'll read off what this bit of trivia is. So, there have been several plans to produce an American version. Uh, one was set to be uh, a star of, of former MASH, Harry Morgan as granddad. I'm not sure who that weird, uh, um, is. But later on, in 2010, Steve Carell, 
the star of the USA <laughs> The Office, expressed an interest in making an American version of the story with him starring as Del Boy. Uh, see, that, it sounds awful, but he made... Yeah, he made The Office work. He, yeah. he became a new David Brent. So, like, but he kind of has always been a bit of an awkward character actor anyway. So I think yeah, he, he could, played into his hands. Yeah, so. I think he could do it. I mean, he's, he's very good. And he's fantastic in that, that show. To He starts off in the first series being a complete David Brent copy and then evolves into his own character and is very good. Um, that would be so... Especially to do it now as well. Like... 20 well, years this, after this the last one was made. This is 2010. It never Sorry, so it's obviously never happened. Happening, yeah, yeah. But so, it, so that then worked out. Two years later, in 2012, uh, ABC commissioned a pilot of Only Fools and Horses remake called King of Van Noys, uh, written by Scrubs writer, the sc- uh, writers of the Scrubs. Van Noys? What? What's that even don't, mean? I don't know what it means. Look at it. Van <laughs> Nui? Van... It doesn't even look English. I don't know what it's it weird. Um, uh, But anyway, it, the... Pretty interesting guys for the for the lead roles. So it had John uh, Leguizamo. I don't know if you know who that is. He is, I think, Benvolio in um, Romeo and Juliet. This no, thing. yeah, Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. Tybalt, yeah, yes, him, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my favourite actors, Christopher Lloyd, as in Back to the Future. Yeah, Christopher I think Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd is, that that would be as great. Granddad. He would make a great granddad. That's, um, that's and great. there was a pilot recorded, um, but the, uh, it was developed, rejected, then redeveloped. And then re-rejected again later <laughs> the year. Um, Ouch. But, yeah, but what am I... I, mean, I would love to see that. To I would, although the problem is, with a pilot, it probably would be a really, really close remake. And that's always the thing with a remake, is it's got to find its own direction, I think. I mean, there aren't many examples of it, but especially England to America is always a way they want to do it. And apart from the American office, I can't think off the top of my head of a, another show where that's worked. I mean, you had coupling, which was like going in the opposite way, which was kind of like a, re- I think, came afterwards and was kind of like the English version of Friends that did all right, but then oh, did like two, was, I two series. Oh, that was a UK show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, which was, I, I believe, was kind of a rip-off of Friends. I remember watching that, and it, and it was all right. But, uh, yeah, odd. It's interesting to see how other countries try and take it on. It, it, that w- I would love to see that pilot. That would be really interesting. I, I looked for all over the place, but I couldn't find anything. I saw a couple of screenshots of them in what looked like the next head. Yeah. Um, but, but nothing more, unfortunately. And I don't know, I've never seen it, but there was a parody called Only Jerks and Horses by David Williams and Matt Lucas. Alright, Williams, yeah. yeah. I've never seen no. that either. No, I've never seen that either. Uh, but a little bit of trivia just about some remakes of the world. Um, it was made in. Uh, it, sorry, it was sold in countries uh, Australia, Belgium, Cyprus, Greece, Israel, Ireland, Malta, New Zealand, Pakistan, Portugal. South Africa, Spain, and Yugoslavia are among some of them. <laughs> countries that don't even exist anymore. Uh, yeah. In all former Yugoslav countries in which Serbian is spoken, the title was what I assume is Mukhcha, um in Syriac spit, which can be roughly translated as shady deals. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, to, be, to be fair, I reckon most translated names probably make sense, more sense than any fools and horses. Um, in Slovenia, however, it was coined Samo Badaki in Konji. Which was the literal translation of Only Fools and Horses. So it literally made no sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually, in, uh, in uh, Slovenia, it enjoyed uh, particular popularity um, in f- former Yugoslavia and was regarded as a bit of a cult in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can never say that. Yeah, it's a hard um, And Croatia and Monte- uh, Montenegro and Serbia. Wow, fascinating. So, not just a great British comedy, but obviously gone a little bit around the world. Very appropriate, I think, as we finally discuss our, the, the travel that this podcast has taken. 
Hopefully, yeah. uh, we can. This is the first time we've obviously ever recorded in the same room. It's mental. Uh, it probably won't happen again anytime soon. Uh, so, but I hope to, I hope that doesn't show too much on the podcast. I think obviously being brothers, we have quite like a comfortable rapport. We don't need to, once you kind of as soon as we start the podcast. Even though I'm staring at a microphone and I've got you on Skype in front of me, like you do, I do get very like submerged in it and I'm very unaware of my surroundings and stuff. I don't think it would be very different if we were in a room actually together. I know there are some podcasts I listen to and they usually record together and then when they record one where they're not together, it really shows there's just something a bit off about the timing and the way they're talking. But I don't think it would make a big difference for us. I don't think we lose anything by not being in the same room. No, I, um, I mean, I've ne- we've never done it on camera before. I mean, we've both done some small stuff on camera but not, not in this sort of format so it feels a little bit weird. Um, but talking isn't for sure, and what you say is right. When we're when you're on Skype, video calling's good these days. When you're on Skype, you don't really necessarily feel like a video. It's funny on the on the plane here. So I just arrived today, a few hours ago. I was just thinking, like, oh, it's really good to see you. I haven't seen you in seven months, like physically seen you. Well, no, yeah. January was it even? January, I think. Yeah, so, so I've not seen you twelve yeah. months, but because we video call all the time. It isn't like not seeing you. It didn't seem like a very big deal, did it? No, I see you all the time. Just just don't get the physically... Yeah, and we chat a lot as well, of course. That's the beauty of uh, the internet. um, I think we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. And say, Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this random interlude and was vaguely interesting to someone out there. Uh, And we'll be carrying on with uh, regular format going forward but uh, yeah that was fun yeah nice little world tour a little bit of background um, of us and some of the nipples and horses stuff nice bit of light heartedness uh, very Merry Christmas to all um, this is being released on Christmas Day so if you are listening to this I hope you have a really really good day if you listen to it post Christmas I hope you had a great day and uh, we look forward to you joining us for the regular shows as of next week or the week after. We might do another special. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if we get time in the next couple of days, we'll try and knock something interesting out for New Year's Eve. Otherwise, it'll be a New Year's Day, because that's the next release. But otherwise, it'll be a stand-up episode. All right, cheers, Bobby. Cheers, brother. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for coming. Okay, cool. That was that, then. Yeah, that's fine. fine. I forgot about the camera for about 70% of the middle of that, but that's fine.